Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. Oh boy, have I been waiting for this episode. Robert and I sat down with Jesse Dillon from F. Jones. Frank Jones Corner in downtown Jackson. One of my favorite places on the planet. We had such a fun conversation about bartending, Jackson, the history of Ferris Street. This episode is a must listen. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fine episode of Reality Breach Local Spotlight. I'm your co-host, Robert Morris, never lost. I'm sitting here with the man that curated it all, baby, Sergio Lugo. How you doing, baby? You always introduce me like I'm cool. You are. And that's just not the case. Man, I'm going to leave this conversation and go to our guest. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if... You ever been in Jackson and you wanted to listen to some beautiful blues and just have a good time and expect to just walk into a place that feels like it feels like the Narnia of music when it comes to blues. You understand what I'm talking about? Frank Jones Corner. You understand? This is where we at right now. We're at F Jones or Frank Jones Corner, however you want to say it. It's the blue building on the corner. We're sitting here with Jesse Dillon, the bartender. He never lost slanging drinks every single time that this place is open during the week. Never closes, but they do close because people have to sleep. (laughs) How you doing, man? (laughs) I'm doing well. That was a fantastic introduction. Oh, my God. I think I might need you just to hang around and introduce me anytime I go anywhere. I don't know if I've ever been... Spoke so highly of. I appreciate that, man. It's an honor to be here. Most definitely. I think the first time we met, I think our first conversation was about Run the Jewels. I want to say. It probably was. Definitely our first Facebook, our first recorded conversation. Social media conversation was definitely Mm -hmm. Facebook. Yes, it uh, was. And that's how we became good friends. Oh, yeah. But I think there was a couple times you came in here. And this is a weird perspective I think you always get as a bartender is that you're always sober. So you remember maybe a lot more minute details than 90% of your customers, you yeah, know, just because yes. they are drinking and you're not. Yeah. But we talked about comic books, I think, once before that. And that's how we became Facebook friends. Gotcha. Because I, I was inebriated. You were, but you were drunk. So <laughs> I take it off your plate. <laughs> and I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not um, discrediting uh, that. I, I you weren't too drunk to talk the hell out of some comic books i can't recall what we were talking about the, the, but the threshold on robert talking about comic books while drunk is he's got to be really gone <laughs> for that not to happen <laughs> and that's very rare nowadays ladies and gentlemen i just don't go out and get lit like in my early 20s but yeah i i, I, I don't remember the conversation but i'm pretty sure it happened well, I do remember the enough, we became facebook yeah, friends so yeah, it must have been nowadays yeah. that means a lot facebook friends Oh, that's, that's some of the closest that's people. Like you go on the Facebook and then you like go through that Facebook to make sure they're not like, I don't know, like a like a neo Nazi or some shit. Oh man, just to make sure that they're cool, and then you confirm the request. I don't know about y'all. That's what I do. I like. <laughs> I should probably start vetting my to. people before I hit the accept button. Yeah, because yeah. oh, I'm just like, ooh, man. another person likes me. Go for it. Nah, yeah. check the mutual friends and shit, dude. You yeah. always got to. Oh, he's I'll leave you. them pending forever because I still don't know if they see. Yeah. Can, they, can they tell when you've declined them? If you decline a Facebook uh, friend? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, well, I've never done it. I would so, assume so. I would assume <laughs> but so. I have a bunch of endings uh-huh. that I've just been like, oh, we have a couple mutual friends, and they're not like, I don't know how they're my friends anyway. I didn't vet them in the well, first place. you're a bartender, so you're everyone's friend. That's what it ultimately comes down to. Yeah, but I'm usually the sub one, so I should usually, or sometimes seem so plastered, I don't even recognize the Facebook picture. <laughs> you know, like they're so out of character. They're almost transformed with alcohol. It's like, who is that? Oh, that's Barb. <laughs> yeah. She's sober in this picture. Okay. I'm good with last names because we file our cards in last names. So, oh, there you go. You know, there you I'm go. like, oh, what, how do I know that name? If I could just see a picture with them drinking a beer, I'd be like, oh, Michelob Ultra. That's yeah. how I know that person. <laughs> yeah. Scott Michelob Ultra. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. Her, her last name is Williams. We had her card for like three weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I'll start, I'll start putting the things together. And you like send them a message like, hey, thanks for the friend request. Um, are you ever going to come get your card? Because <laughs> it's been here for a minute. I do. Right, and, right when we started, I was extra diligent about trying to Facebook friend almost every card left here. But... It became just more nonsense than a bunch of Facebook messages from people I didn't really know. Being like, who's playing tonight? At like 11.53, you know? Like, I'm at the bar working. They're like, does it matter? Are you coming? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Who's playing tonight? Somebody from Detroit. And, just- it, and it's... And ironically, that's probably my Facebook status is who's playing tonight. And they'll yeah. send me that message. Yeah. Like, they didn't even check my status. Uh-huh. I'm t- <laughs> posting who's playing tonight. I shared Frank Jones' post two or three times on my feed. Yeah. But you're going to private message me. Ask me who's playing tonight in crunch time. That's in great. Cr- that's it, great. In crunch time. And I've, I've been up here when it's a massive amount, a massive mu- amount of human humans in here oh yeah and it's i don't understand how y'all do it like usually you got three four people with the amount of people that y'all got that from the request of of liquor that they that they want the music helps man i don't music helps man put them in the mood you know they're they're a little more tolerable if the music's real good Uh uh-huh and you notice that some of the bands if they're you know taking a set off or something they're on break the crowd gets a lot more demanding. As long as the music's going good, it seems to keep everybody in good mood. And that's one thing we pride ourselves on is music and service. Two things, I suppose, we pride ourselves <laughs> on. <laughs> music and service. Yeah, like I've, I've gone to some bars with some bad service. Yeah. This is not one of them. Like oh, the, this, the, I appreciate Jones always has great service. It's quick. It's easy. Uh, oftentimes, it's I order one drink, and then the rest of the night, it's like, oh, another rum? Another rum, another so yeah, another rum. It is, and it's great because, especially with with you, I could come in, and I'm always I always get a Jameson here, and I'll come in Jameson. Boom, you don't even have to ask me what I want for the rest of the night. Right. And, I, and I, you know, customers really appreciate that yeah. because you're taking the time to get to know them on a on a bit of a level because you know what they want to drink. And you I know. that that the fact that you do that is so pivotal in, in the whole movement of everything because customers who may not behave so consistently or may not know what they want to drink or may not know why I won't quite give them the service I'll give you is because I know what you want to drink. I don't have to have that interaction with you. Mm-hmm. But this other customer is there trying to get my attention and then I get they get my attention and have it. They'll waste two minutes of my time and I won't make a sale. You know what I'm saying? They'll uh-huh. waste two minutes of my time to ask 
how much would a Vegas bomb be? What if they bought 10? Like, you're not going to buy 10. Why are you asking me this? You know what I'm saying? You're all by yourself. You're not about to buy 10 Vegas bombs. Please buy a drink. But when you do that, it conditions the other customers. They see like, damn, he got his drink fast. One Vegas bomb. And they come up yeah. to you and say, and then they, they think it looks so cool because you've done it and you look cool doing it. They'll be like, they, yeah, another one. Can mm-hmm. I get another, you know? It, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, it, it, it makes a, for the bigger picture, it's pivotal that some people take it upon, like you, pioneer it, take it upon yourself to do it because other people see it and most people are sheep. You know, most people just follow what they see somebody else drink. Mm-hmm. The first 10 beers I sell pretty much merit what the whole night's going to be. I sell 10 Michelob <laughs> Ultras. People are going to look up and like, can I make a Michelob Ultra? You know, I sell mm-hmm. 10 Coors Lights. It's just like that with Coors Lights. It's cool because they know you have it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe be so because they, we don't they, have a beer list. That might have something to do with it. They, yeah, like, they don't want to be yelling like, over oh, the band. Hey, you got yingling? <laughs> oh, they'll still do that, though. You got a longer? Yeah. They want to be fancy with it. Do you have any craft it. beers? Yeah. You got like, what do you have on tap? I'll be like, <laughs> right you tell here. me, you bro. Tell find me. it and tell me oh, what think, is, what's going on. I don't think it was, it was, I think it was one of the, um, I think it was one of the other bartenders that came in here. And I remember me specifically. I used to have uh, a skull. We right. still have a bunch yeah. of skulls. We got a couple yeah, of- there it is. But it was like a skull with some like liquor around it or something like that. I, maybe I manifested. We used to have uh, a glass container that held a skull, and yeah. on top of that glass container sat one of the our pineapple infused rum. Yeah, that was it. And I remember somebody talking about that, and they were so fascinated, and they were hell bent on getting some of that. <laughs> of, of that, um, some of that skull juice. Some of that skull juice. Yeah, <laughs> it was over at Long Island. It was over our lit, uh-huh. and that's a popular drink. And Long Island's a, a shitstorm of liquor, you know. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, there should be a skull on every <laughs> or near every glass or drink of Long Island. I've never had a Long Island. What is this? What is it? Uh, what is uh, what is it, what does it take? Our Long Island is tequila, vodka, gin, rum, triple sec. I'm I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they should just come with a label. N- contains no iced tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no tea. <laughs> it's just brown. <laughs> Golly, it- but it's all clear liquors, and we do lemonade mix and uh, concentrated lemonade, and we splash it with Coke after the fact. So it Coke's basically sugar. Usually, uh-huh. people require tea bags and sugar or something like that. Here, because we're trying to do it for volume, we're mass producing it. We have it already mixed in that big jug on the other side. Because uh-huh. our, not our skull, but one time we were washing that container, it broke. So that's why uh-huh. we don't have that little skull you're referring to. Yeah. But we do still have a bunch of the skulls, which the owner made at his house in Byron. All right. Made well, and let's, all these skulls. Then let's, let's go into that. So let's flashback, what, eight years ago? Uh, eight, seven years ago? I don't know how... First time I came to F. Jones, okay. and it, I had moved back from Hattiesburg. I grew up in Jackson, lived in Hattiesburg for like six years. Home of the Golden Eagles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Golden I love Eagles. Hattiesburg. No, no, we don't talk shit about Hattiesburg. Okay, I don't. I don't. But I will after this podcast. <laughs> moved, back, I moved back here, you know, start going to the bars in town, and I don't know what it was. I stumbled upon F. Jones. At like two in the morning, which is what you do. Yeah, you know, we had gone somewhere else, ended up here, and it was like it was a it was before the fence was put in, like for a lot of our oh new amenities we have. Yes, yes, a lot of our upgrades. I uh, I remember standing. It was it was like a cool spring day, 
I was standing on like, like the, the the front area out there, and I'm just like, "What hath bringeth this oasis of wonder into my town?" Because nowhere else in town feels like a destination like bar. Like you you know you go to say Palomales, you go to Finian's, you go to any number of bars. They're just a bar. Yeah. You come to F. Jones, you feel like you're somewhere, almost, uh, almost like a Beale Street vibe, or a, or, or or like a Bourbon Street vibe, minus you know the atmosphere around it. It's just it's its own nugget of atmosphere pulled out of the heavens. Yeah, man. And I was like, where did this come from? And that's what I want to know. Because that was a long um, way to say it, to ask the question. Oh no! But where I, the hell did this place come from? Uh. The two owners are Daniel Dillon and Adam Hayes. They were best friends. They went to culinary school together at Heinz. Um, and I think in 2007 or 2008, Adam used to live in Germany. He was working as a military civilian over there. He lived over there doing in the service industry, doing the same thing, <clears throat> running bars and restaurants. And Daniel lived here. He worked at Hallamals, Primo's. For years, he managed there. And... He just, both of them had had a lot of experience and success in restaurants. And there was an initiative in the early 2000s in Jackson to try to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just try and bring business down to Ferris Street to give them resort status. Mm -hmm. And that's why when they repaved all of it and all these renovations started. Yeah. And Dan contacted Adam. When Adam was in Germany, he was like, I think I found a property. I think we can. We can make something happen down here, man. We have certain privileges. If we work it right, we get in early. Other people are going to be down here. We just got to do it. And they met up with the owner, and my dad was a musician, so that was convenient. My brother being an easy contact, my dad and my other brother having a big family <laughs> thing has a big part to do with it. Yeah, both of them being prevalent musicians in Jackson, and the network being so. Tight. Jackson is very unique, like nightlife network, where the the DJs and waitresses and bartenders are like. I mean, oh, they're, they're so highly respected amongst each other, and, yeah. and they know each other so well. The the you know, from like a guy who cleans up at a bar to the manager of another bar, uh, completely across town. Jackson, th- those networks, it's unique, and I've I've lived a couple other places, and I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the bartenders that bartend at one bar may bartend at other bars other days of the week, and then promote each bar the <laughs> days that they're there. And it's 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 really obscure. And and the the people in the industry respect each other at a level I've never seen in any other industry. Yeah, yeah. and that, and the musicians I think are also are incorporated into that. Definitely at some level, you know, at least local musicians, people who are consistently at bars. In the area, much like, you know, I think traveling acts, maybe not so much, but as far as local musicians, they become so tightly because they know every Thursday they're running the open mic at this one bar and Tuesday they're doing it at this other bar. And they, so they end up knowing this, that it's that nightlife industry network, man. And it's, it's tight here in Jackson Mm. and I'm glad to be a part of it. And one thing we try to do here at F. Jones, because we have that privilege to stay open so late, is that we want to be the place that bartenders can come and talk about their night. 
and don't have to deal with the bullshit no more. They can just be off. And musicians and bartenders alike, a lot of them get off it too, you know? Yeah. Is So I think we kind of facilitate. We're us, Sam's, We the, that, that late night spot. We facilitate the the mingling of these people, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, the mixture. Infinians as well, George Street, all just downtown, the network, the, mm-hmm. the Jackson, all of yeah, them. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can roll off. Not trying to leave anybody out, not trying, <laughs> oh, no, no, promise, it, not trying to shaft it's nobody. I, don't, I mean, you get the gist, though. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm it's, drinking, it's, I'm hanging out. Just These are places I go frequently and may have something to do with where I live mm-hmm. and the people that I know, yeah. but, but those bonds I have with those people I know keep me coming back to that bar. Yeah, you know, most definitely. Or those bars. It's definitely not... More so the people who frequent the bars. It's more so the people who work there. Yeah. Yeah, because they know what you're going through. You know what they're going through. So it's more so of a mutual respect type deal. Right. I dig it. I've seen it. Like, I've seen other bartenders come in here and get treated like kings and queens because they understand the struggle that you're going through right now. And they always have patience. And they always have patience. And it is crazy Mm -hmm. how much patience they got. The uh, uh, person that lives at a particular place where the letters are out very obnoxiously so you can see it <clears throat> in a particular district and they come in and they just demand the bar because they think they have a status when they really don't. They really don't. We're all one thing that's crazy about like the whole wealth system is that if you use the the amount of people as a common denominator it's a constantly changing thing but if you use like amount of wealth as the common denominator there is no middle class like mm-hmm. the middle class is non-existent the middle class yeah. is is created if you're using people as the common denominator you mm-hmm. know like amongst all people let's even y'all out into classes but if you actually even it out by wealth distributed and percentage of that as your base you know your denominator it's the 1%, that's how the 1% algorithm yeah. is created. You know, the yeah. 1% of the wealth, 99% of the wealth is mm-hmm. by 1% of the people. And everybody else is not middle class. You know, we're all lower class. We're all not that 1%. We're, we're, all, we're <laughs> all lower class. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. A couple more years, there won't be a middle class. Man. No, there won't. And, or the illusion at least be faded for everyone. Yeah. For me, yeah. it's already kind of broken, you know. I, yeah, Most and, and and it's funny that that's that that, that 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 naturally came up in conversation, considering where we are right now. Right, because uh, you know you're here every night, but every time I've been in here, the menagerie of people roaming this building ranges from uh, Jackson regulars to wealthy Madison people to uh, like people that retired. you're not sure Ret- if they're on drugs or not, like. Yeah. The, the, the clientele are very, it's very diverse. That's, we specialize in racial harmony. That's, and that, I, it's an anomaly in, in Jackson and especially in Mississippi that mm-hmm. it, it, we have so few problems that everybody's so in harmony with one another that everybody, you know, there is not that level of tension that's a pretty much a constant outside of the walls of the fence of Frank Jones doesn't exist inside that. And the only, Things I, I can accredit that to are the owners and their vision and the magic of the music, you know, just like the blues itself does something to people and it's, it is what, it exists in that, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, 
something about those notes in that order that is the blues. The magic of that keeps people in a frame of mind that's a non-violent, like, the struggle's real for everybody. And that's one thing the blues... It's not the kind of music that makes you happy all the time, you know. It's not supposed. Yeah. No, it's not yeah. supposed to. That wouldn't. It wouldn't be the blues. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it'll be the. It'll be the. It'll be the happiest. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like when you show up to have Jones, you 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 want to experience it, and you don't want to be the person who ruins that. Like you don't want to be the person who comes in fist to swinging. Yeah. Like this is my bar. It's like no, no. Like I'm here to experience the. the this is my, the sh- you're putting on a show for me. And to caveat about off that, I've seen people who've had that attitude, and it was. I've had. I've never seen a bar. I haven't been to every bar in Jackson. I've been there almost every bar in Jackson. <laughs> I'm lying. Right. <laughs> you go I out. I go out. <laughs> I have a nightlife. Um, but I haven't seen a bar that handles um, um, confrontation like Ev Jones. Because it's not more so the security, it's more so the people. Yeah. The people will be like, okay, now nah, nip this shit in the bud. It's like, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. The collective get, gets that negative energy out. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen that on multiple occasions. And it's, it's tremendous to watch because you don't see that anywhere else. You really, you really don't. Yeah. Because everybody else is so passive. Yeah. But like, this place is such a, such a, like a, 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 a like a, like a pinpoint, like a staple. That or a pillar, I would say. Pillar. That's a good word. That, that is a good word. People just don't allow that negative energy to fester here for too long. Yeah. And like the and I hate to say this, but the more you know people drink, the more honest they get about themselves. And they'll see some shit and they'll be like, "Nah, brother." Yeah. Because <laughs> especially in here, like, there's no. I've never. I've seen one. I've seen one conversation almost go sour in here, and it got nipped in the bud because the music was playing. Yeah, and music. It was, it, it's it's insane, man. It's it's an insane feeling coming in here. And the yeah. service industry, they're they're a big part of it too. Like that's that's they're a, a strong reason that that energy is a constant here. You know, mm-hmm. because the service industry, they've been bartending. They see this this guy was a problem at their bar. They had to throw him out, or so they didn't tip so and so, or they were rude. They know that deep down, <laughs> this person's an asshole or a piece of garbage. You know, yeah. whatever. Sorry, person. But whoever it may be, you know what I'm saying? You know who you are. <laughs> you do. They, they exist. I promise. They exist. You'll be here this you weekend know? and be like, hey, man, yeah. you talking about me? <laughs> or you just, you know, you're trying to get over on a tab. You're whatever. And I don't know their struggles, so I'm not trying to judge them. But they, the service industry clientele, those, those employees who have been doing this shit all night, have finally gotten off and they're like, you're not about to ruin my shit. You know what I'm saying? A bartender's not about to come out here and get pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go tell somebody what the fuck is going on. I'm about yeah, to. Yeah. It's part of my French. I'm about yeah. to take somebody outside. Oh, you know, no, I'm dude, about cuss. to. Dude, dude, dude yeah, yeah, we cuss, cuss on reality please. breaks. All right, awesome. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> what fuck, the, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, 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 we cuss. I didn't know if there was a. Uh, I've been doing real good. I've been proud of you. <laughs> that was the first one that slipped. I've been a little, little more, little more alcohol. I'll be, I'll be swearing all night. <laughs> So the the when it comes to I hate to you know bring it no. to this like you know like the, the sour customers they come in here yeah it I don't want to say that because I mean coming on this side of the bar on on the like customer side of the bar we can only do so much 
Yeah. And on your side, you can only do so much. You got more power than we do because you can say, hey, get the fuck out or whatever. Right. And the security, I don't know. Um, I know the I know the door guy. I know him because he's our Dungeons Master. Yeah. D&D game. Oh, yeah. I love Crump, man. <laughs> but the security- Christopher Crump. Shout out to Crump. He's the man. But the... Um, the the sheriff's department is yeah. that the sheriff's department that comes yes. to the security here? That is it's okay. A, it's a, it's a big relief I don't see it. on the insurance that we have an actual badged officer. Yeah. So then, if if he has any kind of interaction with the customer, it's then taken up by Hines County. It's then a problem with how Hines Sheriff treated you, not how our, not how we Frank Jones detained you. Right. Because sometimes. I mean, people get in a special way when they're sleep deprived and really drunk, and that's a lot of our clientele sleep deprived and really drunk. So they might try and fight our security guards. We've seen crazy things happen, and it's safer for us if we have a licensed officer here to deal with. And he knows cops. If like he needs to, he'll be like, "I'm." If an incident happens at twelve thirty, he'll have somebody come pick him up. He'll file the paperwork, and a buddy of his will take him down to the station because he was going that way anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He'll stay the rest of the night. We just, it's all about peace, you know? And a lot of those sour customers, we just try and be the bigger person. I'm pretty confident in all the men that work here. I'm 100% on all the men that work here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I I believe that they, I trust them 100%. So when a customer's like, I didn't have three drinks. Like, my bartender's not drinking, and he's not going to go back here and write down that you had a drink. Like, that would be a waste of his time. Right. He, and he's, <laughs> this interaction <laughs> you thought was so personal. Like, he hates you so much. He had, he did 20 of those in the past hour. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At minimum, the absolute minimum. He's done that 20 times. So it's not that big a deal to you was not. He's not like, I'm going to get her for $8 and I'm going to mark down a $8 drink on her shit. This is going to be so funny. When she comes back, she's going to be like, I did not pay for this. And I'm just going to laugh. And it's going to be hilarious. That's not how it goes. No, we don't. No, like that, that doesn't make the evening better. It doesn't no. for no one. I don't want to sit here. I had a guy talk to me. He said, man, I had four beers. Said, no, dude, you didn't. I started your tab at four Tito's and sodas and four <laughs> Jello shots. Good God! You remember that you were down Whoa. here and you came in with those three chicks and you were like, "Hey, can I get three Tito's and sodas? I mean, four and Jello shots. Four. You remember when you screamed that at me from the center of the bar, dude? You remember that? You <laughs> said." Oh my God. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm not drinking. I'm here not drinking, working. So you can drink and have a good time. Did he, Don't turn, tr- did he turn around and say, wait, where'd those chicks go? No, I mean, the chicks were like, <laughs> one of the chicks helped bring him to his senses. It's like, no, no, actually, you remember, David, you didn't. You, you, you had way more than four beers. You remember right when you got up here, you bought that first round and those jello shots, and then you bought more jello shots, and then you bought the four beers. Like, 86 isn't hard to come to if you're just buying drinks for four people, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 mm. really, it really like, isn't. You want to start collecting on these four women that you were buying drinks for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like that. Send like, a tip hat around or something. <laughs> I, that is, is not Frank Jones' problem. I did exactly what you asked of me. Yeah. And I don't mind that he didn't tip. But I can give examples of any all of my bartenders doing things like that more than once or twice a night. You know, like all night long, we're doing that. Trying to convince people. 
Because they forget. we Our service has become so good at that point that we've almost fucked ourselves because they don't even remember the interaction. You remember when you were in the bar and you were like, and I hit you with two of those drinks that you've been drinking? And you're like, and I was like, awesome. Did I mark it on your tab? You probably don't remember that. I'm so sorry you don't. I do. I marked it on your tab so I would remember. Yeah. I have written proof that I remember this, you know? It's, it's like, of course I'm going to mark this down because you're back there giving me the two thumbs up with a, smug, a yeah. smile on your face. I'm going to mark those two yeah. drinks down. And Especially, I'm I'm pretty good at body language. I, I like to let people know anything I can, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I'm really good at reading lips. So you kind of have to be in this place. And you do. I've, yeah. I've just done it long enough that I've conditioned myself now to where. I'd probably say I'm above average at reading lips. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I mean, if, it, if, any, if any of our listeners been in here on a on a, on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, good gosh, yes, you have to be good at at, at reading lips. Yeah, yes, and 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 cutting to like reading lips and all that stuff, Sergio. I don't think I've ever been in F. Jones. In here with you, I, there's no way that's true. I don't think we've there's ever been no in F Jones together. You were both true. drunk. You were both very drunk, but I remember it happening. Yeah, I do. Okay, I do so uh, yeah, so there's, things, there's no way that's true. I am that customer <laughs> <laughs> that has to. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Like I don't remember anything that happened. I, apparently, I made it home with I, no tickets. I think it might have been the. After a Halloween party, a Halloween a few years ago, or when a Halloween was on a weekend and y'all were at another bar already, because y'all did both, ca- y'all came in character. I don't remember exactly what was going on, but y'all were in character. I'm not denying. I'm, I'm not denying. And y'all were I'm drunk. Very, and costumes, it was about the time of the night where costumes were halfway apart. Like yeah. somebody had got too oh, hot. Yeah? Somebody like, <laughs> 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 I I remember it though. I have, it could have been five years that, ago. But I remember. Like, why do they have uh, Halloween in the end of October? Like in Mississippi, that's the worst time. To yeah, have it's the Halloween. worst time because it's hot as because shit. Because it's either too hot and that costume that you are wearing is going to make you sweat, or it's too cold and that costume that doesn't cover anything is going to leave you freezing, and you're just wearing a costume with a jacket over it. Like, yeah, there's no middle ground. I tell you what, the middle ground is naked. like the middle ground is just have a costume where the character has an optional jacket yeah that's that's really the only option uh let's switch gears now all right are we getting more serious maybe maybe all right tell me about no black no white just blues uh (laughs) that's a good question mississippi i don't think we were the first ones to say that i do think we're the first ones put it on a wall yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a difference between saying it and standing behind it. Right. Yeah. And above all things, you can get thrown out of Frank Jones immediately, like no second chances on physical violence, any, you know, domestic or otherwise. If there's something going on that makes somebody uncomfortable, we're getting you out of there physically, you know. You breached a bubble, you touched a girl's butt, you, if a girl feels violated anyway or... A man, you know, whatever. We support all ways of life. And hate speech. That is the second violation. Uh, and, and black and white goes, no black, no white goes further than just black and white. It's, we don't have a core demographic. Our, our core, Frank Jones' targeted audience is just good people and mm-hmm. blues enthusiasts. You know what I'm saying? 
if you're a piece of shit and you come to Frank Jones, don't talk to nobody and listen to the fucking music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then be a blues enthusiast. Be a blues enthusiast. Or be a good yeah. person. Yeah. I don't mind if you're like, oh, the music's whatever, but I'm here because the atmosphere and we create, we facilitate, uh, harmonious atmosphere. That's what we target. And again, I just have to accredit that to the vision of Daniel Dillon and Adam Hayes and the magic of the music, you know, just blues music, man. It, it, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit. You play a big role in that too. Well, and the staff. So the Mm -hmm. staff, but that's also, I am including that in Daniel and Adam's Mm -hmm. vision that when they created Frank Jones, they, they decided three people would work back here and it would be family and everybody here would be, everything would be split, you know? Gotcha. Like we tipped the bartenders or the kitchen people, kitchen men, Kyrie Green, shout out, shout out to Kyrie, shout out to Devin, our two kitchen men who are strong as hell and they make it go down just as much as we do, you know, like whatever size that a piece of whatever however big a piece of the puzzle it looks like we may be playing at that time we can't finish the puzzle without the other pieces you know what i'm right. saying so this puzzle piece may be extra shiny but that corner piece is really what matters and mm-hmm. our chicken wings our hot dogs and hamburgers our kitchen's a corner piece you know what i'm saying and fried grits are, are, are fire we the I mean he just does his damn thing in there. Mm-hmm. I we I couldn't be confident <laughs> about how I write my text. I couldn't be confident about anything if I was selling shitty food. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be proud of my brand. It, it would take a lot away from what I think makes Frank Jones right. And that's that's all encompassing. The atmosphere here is, you know, there are nights I'm not here, but people don't come and say, "Hey, I went to Frank Jones and I missed you." They're like, man, I went to Frank Jones the other night, had a blast. You weren't there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It it, it seems like that place is dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know, that's like a neon (laughs) Elf Jones corner thing on the stage. And and customers (laughs) come in and say, I was here last week and beers were 150. I'd be like, no, you weren't here last week. I was here last week. (laughs) You know, you can't say that to me. But they try, they will try. Uh, speaking of the food, my wife can't come here without eating. She can't. Like, she hits the door, she's like, <gasps> I'm gonna go, go to the back door and order some food. And, and, she, and she'll hit it up every single time. Hell yeah, well, we do appreciate that. We we got a very small kitchen. I, I don't even, I still, like, it's astonishing how much he produces with the limited space and resources. <laughs> I've never been to any restaurant where a cook takes your order, cooks your food, and then delivers it to you. Like the same guy that cooked your food on the grill yeah. is getting you ketchup and napkins if you need ketchup and napkins. That's you know, cra- that's crazy. That, that, uh, that's crazy. And how does it? It's like, but the thing is, like, how do, hand. how do you remember who? And he remembers your face. Well, yeah, like, like, how do you remember what um, you, what you what got? Did you have? Sarah, okay. No, she's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, you. <laughs> he just yeah. points out the back hey, window, and it's get great. Get that blonde, the blonde of the white dress. Get that blonde, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the blonde. She she ordered the. the I'm, I'm still on a big fan of the fried grits. Oh, the grits are the bomb, man. And they're and they're a unique. Like that's you can't get no more from Mississippi than fried grits. Yeah, yeah. Holler at me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, let's go. Let's switch it up to the music, man. Like, how do how do you guys? I don't know your um, your brother plays yeah. music, and I've heard his band. 
and thoroughly enjoy the music that they that they produce. He's in like oh, four bands, that. right? Yeah, the, 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 right, <laughs> right now he lives in North. His current band right now mm-hmm. is a band out of North Carolina, the Chicken Shack Band, which I guess was formulated at a restaurant up there called Chick Shack. It's the only thing I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I haven't really talked so much about it, but they made it to. They won the. The IBC is the International Blues Conference. They won the IBC for North Carolina, and they represented North Carolina on the national ballot. Oh, wow. You, you say IBC, and I think root beer. Yeah, me like, too. Oh, he won some root beer. Awesome. Yeah. That, Andrew, he's – and my father, he – because I think that's mostly has to do with – my father's the booking agent. He does all of our booking. Right. You know, and that's a good way that Frank Jones can – facilitate my father making money and just making phone calls you know he knows these people and he and not even just making phone calls but he gives local blues artists who are running out of venues to play a place to play mm-hmm. you know as long as he knows that they will be true get up there and do your thing i need five pieces it's mm-hmm. not that i want everybody to get screwed you just can't do it by yourself and do what i want you to do you need a drummer. You need some kind of horn. You need a keyboardist. You need we, – we want the full I energy totally because agree. that – every one of those elements added makes the solo artist better. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like all these – the drummer will – Hell, Holland Wolf had guitars. a whole freaking orchestra that seemed like. Yeah. And that's – I mean – I don't know. That's the way the, that awesome energy is produced, you know? It, it, well, it pays to have a music person doing the booking. Yeah. You know, because anyone can say, oh, you have a guitar? Well, then sure, you play Thursday, you know? Right. But it, it takes someone to, 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 to who knows music to say, uh, you, you got three, but you need five. Yeah. You know, what we're looking for is five. Can you get that yeah. Saturday? So, so like, I that, it, I that I respect. And there's a lot of, like... Dad knows musicians that don't need a set list that can play anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He knows bass yeah. guitar and keyboard artists who are like, you need a bass guitarist? Do you need a keyboard artist? I need to make your band a five piece and I can give you one of these guys that will, he will look like a, tell, a member of the band. Tell him what to wear. You know what I'm <laughs> wow. saying? Like he, he will be like wow. a fill in and he will do the damn thing. Yeah. Of all positions. Cause. Jackson is that same tight knit network like in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Like if it weren't for payroll and all this, Anybody could pick up a shift anywhere as long as I knew what you sold and what your prices were. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right on. I know what a fair pour is. After you've done the shit for a few years, you know what people expect in Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And as different as all these bars are, the principles and the philosophy, I believe, are exactly the same. Yeah. You know, no. uh, or, or fundamentally the same. Yeah. 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 Once you. Once you go Just out. Just like in music, you know, like you can, if you can catch a rhythm, you can catch a rhythm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a musician, but that's what it seems like. It seems like it here because, like, I come in and there's somebody playing outside sometimes, not sometimes, all the time. Right. And, Saturday nights, usually. Um, I come in here and it's just and it's just bumping. And you don't even hear, like, a clash of what everybody's playing. Because usually the the person that's playing outside doesn't play when the people are inside of playing, or you know, it's, it things when I'm sober enough to remember before I walk up. I have such a good time in here every time I come up here. So <laughs> I'm glad to hear. I'm, that I'm gonna bit, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna drink and support. Like it's gonna happen. I'm never gonna I'm never not gonna come in here and never pay and tip. 
Like it's so, not gonna happen. Was that like a quadruple negative? That was, yeah, was like never gonna not not never gonna not tip. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm always gonna come in and I'm always gonna tip. Like I'm always gonna support. Like I love this place. I do it's, appreciate it's, it's that. It's fucking amazing. Uh, what 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 was I about to? I ask? swear down for what F Jones. I tell everybody to go to F Jones. I I had uh, uh people it. from um um. I don't know, some fucking place in Europe or some shit that was like touring Jackson. I was happy they were here, but whatever. And I was like, where, where is that place to go? I was like, fucking F. Jones. How long are you guys here? <laughs> go to fucking F. Jones. It was on a Saturday too, so I was like, fucking go there at 12 when wherever the place you're at becomes lame. Go to F. Jones and yep. the place will be bumping. I guarantee yes, fucking absolutely. You. You're going to pay the door fee. You're not going to fucking talk your way into that shit. <laughs> You're going to pay the door fee. <laughs> does not play about that shit. That man. is so ironic. He's, he's a dungeon master. Like, yeah. Go ahead. He can set you up. Uh, he could role play all the way through this. You're going to pay him ten dollars before yeah. this is over. You shouldn't get too deep into it. What if- or you're going to be trapped in a dungeon and owe him forty dollars. <laughs> That's how he can end this shit. He's a dungeon mm-hmm. master. Like, what if you show up to the door with a D twenty? <laughs> Yo, you, he'll probably tell you to roll that shit. He'll probably tell you, all right, roll that shit. See what happens. It doesn't matter. Whatever it rolls on, you go to pay. Okay, okay. A couple of things that I want to hit before we get out of here. We can't talk about F. Jones without talking about Ferris Street. Yeah. And the state it's in, the state the, the, the area is in, uh, and what direction it may be moving, you know... You're again. You're here every day. What are you seeing? Because because you, you drive up and down Fair Street. There's what four, four or five businesses, maybe. Well, the businesses across the street. I just I just noticed the the people across the street, and then there's another um lady who has a business here, and I know Johnny T's. And I don't count freelance or anything because I can't stand in the big the apple in. In the what? In the, the big, big apple in. Yeah, yeah, big apple in. Yeah, smoke so sandwiches. Yeah, you know you got to give it up for the big apple in. They're they're the veterans on Fair Street. They've been here the longest. Mm-hmm. I they've been paying more tax dollars on this street than than anybody else here for years and years. You know, right? So I have to give it up to Big Apple in. And if I could be one hundred percent honest with you. I'm here very often, and I see very little. I, I, I've watched over the past ten years. Frank Jones opened in 2009 in the summer, so nine and a half years. In the summer, would be ten years. I've seen the taxpayers' money wasted on new bricks that have just been run over and neglected and gone to shit, and trees that have died, and stop signs that have been ran over. It's I haven't really seen the progress that I'd hoped for. But but I understand things like this are hard, and everybody had very high expectations in the late 2000s and the early 2010s, and I still have high expectations of what it could be, and I know it's not that, you know. Uh, I have heard things, you know, economically promising things about the state of Jackson and... and um, People moving in, outsiders moving in, the population increase, influxes, things like that. New businesses. And I'm excited for it, man. I'm hopeful. Very hopeful. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that my family's taught me and Frank Jones has taught me is that hope. It's it's worth uh, an intangible 
un, unweighable amount, you know, like people say hope in one hand, shit in the other. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the shit is, is, a, huh, man. is a real thing. It's <laughs> yeah, material. Yeah, I heard the sergeant say that one time. terrible. Yeah. But, but it's measurable. But it's measurable. I'm just saying hope seems to be the stronger, you know. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, So you lean more towards the hopeful side than the... I'm hopeful. Yeah. I, I don't see a lot. But also, I know a lot of things have to be appropriated. A lot of it's paperwork that, that won't become tangible until things are finalized. Mm-hmm. And... That's the side of it I can't speak on. I don't. I have no frame of reference. I just know what I see. And what I see is a neglected street that I I hope can do better. Yeah, yeah. Like th- there's there's so much to work with on this street, so much history to be mined on this street. For it just to be sitting in disrepair is it's it's one of the more tragic things in Jackson because it Jackson could literally leverage the street to grow the entire city. I and mean, this street not happening. This is the most historical street in Jackson. Like, I yeah. I didn't even know Red Fox and all and all these like historical black comedians or even entertainers. Period came to Fair Street. Like, you can go outside and read the bricks, and then read the 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 little um a panel thing that's that's outside. It's it's crazy how much history Fair Street has, and me not being from Louisiana. I mean, me not being from Mississippi. I'm from Louisiana, so like I have to learn all this, all this. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Like to me, it's like Fair Street can easily, easily be bigger than Bill Street, bigger than fucking um um. What's the one in New Orleans? I don't um, know about I don't know about bourbon. 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 Yeah, I like, fucking forgot. I'm Bur- from Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, bourbon is an event. Easily Trump, uh, but but like uh, for Beale. Mississippi, <laughs> for Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? For Jackson, this can be like this could be so much money generated for the city that all the other shit can be fixed almost easily, and yeah. not and, and it doesn't need to be a struggle. Granted, with that, with with it being a money generated, then you have the outside people coming in buying up shit and pushing people that make the city what it is out which is unfortunate yeah it's almost like a double-edged sword yeah you know gentrification brings a lot of money in yeah and there's a certain place in midtown that made me cuss a lot i we've (laughs) talked about it yeah we've talked about it but yeah yeah i i I, i'm just like you i'm hopeful yeah and i don't know i i when you say that we could be bigger it's one thing that that Frank Jones tries to pride itself on is that it's not a competition. Yeah. You know, that that Bourbon Street will be Bourbon Street because it's a legend forever. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. But it's almost like, you know, some World of Warcraft shit. It's like, the, do you prefer <laughs> swords or staffs? Because this is the best sword in the whole grain, mm-hmm. you know, in the whole... <laughs> big ass saga or the new expansion or whatever i don't i've never done it but i know how it works a little bit you have different weapons in there they have different Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> but yeah i i i am hopeful and honestly what is one thing that kept me most hopeful is the service industry network you know the circumstances of turmoil and disrepair that Jacksonians are, Jacksonians are so accustomed to 
has almost made like this elite class of people who can put up with anything. And they're like the best service industry because life sucks yeah. all the time in Jackson. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, life is what you make it. You know, and it's, yeah. it's yeah. just that now I can, man, I got my car, brand new car, got everything yeah. detailed and shit and hit a pothole. My bumper fell off. And that's mm-hmm. just fucking Jackson. But, you know what I'm saying? And, and the people associate this shit with Jackson. That's not even my big, that's not even the worst thing that happened to me. Yeah. Tell me I'm a piece of shit. People know? associate this shit with Jackson, but there's potholes in Clinton. Uh, there's potholes in it's, it's, it's a problem yeah. in Mississippi. It's a problem in Mississippi, yeah. period. Mississippi. It's an infrastructure problem, period. Which is but a whole political rant. do have more money, more money and probably uh, more what? strictly managed departments to, that deal with it that is true but yeah. i also see a difference you know, when i'm leaving mississippi state lines and getting into louisiana alabama which aren't like don't pride themselves on the state of their fucking roads the fucking, as soon as you get out of mississippi you know like, oh, you know you're out of mississippi yes. like my, my tires are like thank you god <laughs> yeah everything shocks the radio sounds better everything it's like life's better when you it's leave like, well, how do i get better line? gas mileage in florida <laughs> <laughs> There, there's just factors like there, there's geological factors there's climate factors that go into fucking our roads up yeah. Yeah. and the problem is is Jackson doesn't have the money to just constantly be paving Yeah, that's what it comes down to is you yeah. have to constantly be paving if you have roads in Mississippi well you gotta pave you don't have to, you need to stop this all this patching shit yeah. because patching is, is almost worse because you only it's like putting a a fucking um, them little skinny band-aids on a fucking gap wound. Like, this yeah, shit true. Doesn't work. Or it's like yeah. Play-Doh when it's dried up. You know, yeah. let's think about clay like Play-Doh. You get Play-Doh, it dries up. I'm not going to get new Play-Doh and be like, let me bring this old Play-Doh back to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By rubbing yeah. new Play-Doh on you, it. You watch the fucking, fucking just dust. spit on it and rub some new Play-Doh on it. <laughs> yeah. You watch the episode of fucking Gumby, now you know how Play-Doh works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have played with a lot of Play-Doh, man. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gumby. All right, I have one more question. All right, Get I'll it. do my best. Who's Frank Jones? Is that a person? Is, um, that, a, is that like a just what, what, like what is? Where'd that come from? Damn, it, I never it, thought it, about he, that. He was a person. Alex, you grab that picture. Sorry for y'all listeners. You can't see this this picture here, but Frank Jones was the owner in like and I've been drinking, so I can't quite. I think it's the forties or the fifties. It was a gas station. And that's why, like, the road, you see the raised columns on that side? That would be lanes for a gas station pump. And, like, say the bar's raised. Mm-hmm. So this is about the width of a truck or a car. And oh, shit. So this used to be a gas station. It used to be a gas station with just like that, just the bathrooms and kitchen side as the solid. This used to be, like, an awning for a gas station. You see oh, how it used shit. to be an awning? I see it now. Can I take a picture of that oh. picture? Yeah. Please uh, take a picture. Dude, this looks like my Uncle Bear. Well, <laughs> did he? Did he have a, a? No, my uncle Barry did not play. He worked in the factory all his life, but I mean, he looks just like my uncle Barry. But it was Frank Jones Corner Grocery, I believe, was the original name of it, and it was when Dan and Adam met uh, Geraldine Walker, the owner of it, who lives in Memphis now, the late mm-hmm. Frank Jones' wife. She just told him her husband's name, and she, I, I believe, it was out of. You know, historical commemorance that they asked him, yo, Frank Jones Corner Grocery, we're just going to make it. It's not going to be a grocery. It's not going to be like a convenience store anymore. It's going to be a bar, but Frank Jones Corner. Yeah. And yeah, can we take that? It's, it's a three letter. It's just, but it's his- historically significant. And oh, it can yeah, absolutely. be Frank Jones Corner for a hundred years. If Mississippi can do something like that, you know, 
Mississippi, that's what he is, pioneers, man. Yeah. And a lot of shit just like to get stole from Mississippi. Pioneers or somebody, and Foundation of Music. Somebody, man, Foundation of Music. Yeah. You know that Trumpet Records is right next door to us. Trumpet Records, where Miles Davis recorded, where, like, Sonny Boy listened, like, mm-hmm. pivotal blues artists back in the day. Like, some of the first biracial recorded albums ever happened in the building right next door to us. Yeah. That's history. I'm a building I've never been into, out. which I'm kind of Bro, after we get done with this in. podcast, we'll walk over there. I'll open the key. I got the keys to that building right yeah, there. I definitely want to go in that building. We're on the blues. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's just, yeah. I'm so happy with your answer to that question. Like Now that I, I, like, I look around, I'm like, oh, it does look like an awning. You know, it, it just makes me so happy to know that that's where the name came from. Hell yeah. And it's still... I'm satisfied. We can we can shut it down. We, we can shut, shut it down. down. I'm satisfied. Just where can we follow F? Where can we follow you at? And where can we follow F Jones Corner at? Frank um, Jones Corner at? I'm not on many social media. I'm on Facebook. Jesse Dillon. Uh, Frank Jones Corner is also on Facebook. Not on many social media. I guess that's my fault. Sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but Frank Jones Corner, F Jones Corner. Look us up. We got a website as well. FJonesCorner.com. My name is Jesse Dillon. Frank Jones Corner is the name of the bar. We do have a Facebook presence, and we're pretty active on there. Uh, very much so. Very active. I would say that. And I'd say word of mouth, man. If, if you manage to be around Jackson, ask somebody, where's a cool place to listen to some music? And yeah. I bet they'll tell you what's going on at Frank Jones yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. It, it, it seems to happen that way. Like, yeah. at the very least, if it's 2 in the morning and someone says, what is there to do? The answer is F. Jones. Oh, if you're looking for stuff to do it in the morning. At the very least. The very least. For Jesse Dillon, Sergio Lugo, I'm Robert Morris, and you've been breached, baby. Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. Make sure to visit realitybreached.com for all of our podcasts. The Reality Breached Podcast, the Black Pocket Podcast, and the Reality Breached Local Spotlight.